Activist Radio is on the air. You've tuned into the Mark Harrington Show. Sponsored by Created Equal. Time is running out for our nation. I beg of you, you need to stand against the evil that's plaguing our nation. If you don't like abortion, don't have one. The only thing that can be said to be objective truth is that there is no objective truth. Like, you kill a baby fetus the same thing as killing any old inanimate object. I would argue that we certainly are not all created equal. Mark is training a new generation of leaders. You, you, you young people, it's your movement now. It's not your parents anymore. The blood that is shed cries out to God from the ground for justice. And now, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everyone. Mark Harrington here, your radio activist, coming to you live from the Created Equal Studios here in Columbus, Ohio. And uh, what we're going to be talking about today is LeBron and the virtual signaling left. But before we get into the topic today, let me just uh, uh, talk about why I'm coming to you on Tuesday at 11 o'clock. What we're going to be trying to do here uh, at the uh, Mark Harrington Show is come to you twice a week. One on Thursday, which you're used to, which is at 11, 11 a.m., and on Thursday, I deal entirely with the abortion issue. On Tuesdays, I'm hoping to go off topic a little bit and deal with some other issues that are obviously related to uh, the culture war on abortion. But we hope to do a little, a little bit different thing on Tuesdays. That is that we're not going to limit the program to 26 minutes, which will allow us to take questions or comments on my Facebook pages. Uh, you can go to my public figure page at Mark Harrington. You can also go to uh, my Facebook page, uh, Mark, Her Mark Created Equal, either one. Uh, if you're watching this stream, you can comment right there in um, the comment section on both of those pages. And so we're hoping to get a little more interactive. That is giving a little bit more time to flesh out some of these issues that are facing our nation and the church and give you some input, uh, whether it be a question or comment regarding the subjects that I'm dealing with on the Tuesday program. So that's kind of the idea. I hope I can keep this up. Uh, <laughs> just so you know, this isn't my real job. Uh, I have a day job that is running Created Equal as the president and founder. And so that is my primary responsibility. It will remain my primary responsibility, but when I can, and hopefully every week, twice a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays at 11 a.m., I'll be coming to you live over these social media platforms. So uh, that's kind of uh, helping us to set everything up for today and the future. So what we want to talk about today is LeBron and the virtual signaling or virtue signaling left. Uh, so as we've been following things with Black Lives Matter and the protests across America in the wake of the shooting of Jacob Blake uh, last week, or maybe it was the week before, I don't recall now, uh, you know, sports leagues, the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball uh, suspended their uh, games for a day or two because of the uh, the shooting of Jacob Blake. 
in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And since then, of course, uh, LeBron James and others have come forward uh, as spokespersons, I think, in the Black Lives Matter movement. And so we wanted to talk a, a little bit about that today and, and just ask the question, are these actions taken by these uh, leaders, these sports, uh, these athletes, are they virtue signaling uh, something? Because there's a difference between real activism, that is where you try to do things that actually bring about change, and things that are do done for symbolism or symbolic sake. And so what we want to do is take a few minutes and kind of walk through some of these and kind of discern if we, as Christians, as to which category they fall into. Because as Christians, we don't want to be involved in virtue signaling. That, that isn't helpful. It's unbiblical. Uh, we want to be doing, if we're doing anything, we want to be doing things that actually have an impact on culture, changing hearts and minds, sharing the gospel, winning people to Jesus Christ, actual productive things. And that's what we try to do here at Created Equal day in, day out. In fact, this morning we have people at our local abortion center directly interposing uh, on behalf of preborn babies. So that we want to be certain that our actions as Christians aren't in the category of virtue signaling. Now, when I bring up virtue signaling, a lot of people may not know what that means. Basically, it means this. It is the expression of a moral opinion on a subject meant to make one look good or uh, look uh, uh, like a good person to a specific group of people. So it's meant to, the action or whatever it is, the expression is meant to make a person look good. Virtual, you know, they, they want to look virtuous, right? So they're signaling their virtue to other people. That's why we get, that's what we get virtue signaling from. They're signaling their virtue or their righteousness, basically. They're saying, because of this action or expression or thing that I said or did, I am projecting my righteousness uh, or, or my standing as a good person to other people. That's what virtue signaling is. And I think of a lot of what we see uh, currently when it comes to celebrities and uh, national pro, uh, you know, uh, professional athletes is virtue signaling. So I wanted to do is go through a few of these uh, and kind of go about just one by one, knocking them off. Uh, the first one comes to us from LeBron James. And uh, Mr. Producer, if you would put that up on the screen. Uh, this is a, a, a photograph of LeBron James. It was taken a couple of, I don't know, about a week ago, right after the killing, or I'm sorry, the shooting of, of Jacob Blake. Now, let me just say, I, I years ago, LeBron James was playing basketball for the Cleveland Cavalier, Cavaliers, and I'm a, I'm a big Cleveland sports fan, at least I used to be, until all this Black Lives Matter stuff uh, happened. And I was a LeBron James fan as far as it goes with his athletic abilities and his story coming from, you know, the hood and all. 
uh, and making his way and, and becoming a, probably the best basketball player of all time. Uh, you know, I enjoyed watching him play basketball. And then, unfortunately, things turned for the worst in 2016 when he came out and supported Hillary Clinton. Now, listen, LeBron James has the right to the First Amendment like anybody else. Uh, no question about it. And I would not disparage a person for ex exercising their rights to free speech. So he can support whoever he wishes. That's fine. But in doing so, being a, an athlete, not a politician or a public uh, servant or what, you know, he's going to take some criticism for that. But that's when I began to jump off of the bandwagon, if you will, as far as supporting John LeBron James as an athlete. It's hard for me to watch him nowadays because of the positions he's taken, which I think are anti-Christ, anti-Christ. Uh, and, and, you know, the question is, what qualifies LeBron James to talk about the, the issue of Black Lives Matter? Now, you could say, well, his upbringing in Akron, Ohio does. Well, that, that's probably true. But what about how he lives today? Uh, you know, this man is a multimillionaire. I don't know. He's probably close to being a billionaire. He lives in Los Angeles in a gated community, which I'm certain that has security detail on it 24-7. And he has successfully become rich and powerful because of the American system. Uh, so he is a product of capitalism. He's a product of the freedoms that we enjoy in America. Yet, he talks about how African-Americans, and I think at some level this is true, uh, have been subject to uh, racism over the years, obviously, with segregation and before that with slavery. And so, you know, he, he should have a voice. But the question is, are the actions or the expressions of LeBron James, are they virtue signaling or are they actual you know, actions that are going to bring about change. And I think for the most part, at least from what I can tell, is LeBron James' expression or his actions, I would say, fall in the category of virtue signaling. In other words, they really just are about making him look good because they don't really, when all said and done, there's not a whole lot now, I would, I would say, you know, he started that private school in Akron. So, I mean, he has done some things, but recently uh, he's been very political and supporting the Democrat Party. And so he's wearing this T-shirt that says vote or die, vote or die. And I find it very interesting that uh, he's using this slogan, vote or die. And basically what he's saying, just so you don't know or, or so you know, is that he's he's basically saying vote Democrat or die, vote Democrat or die. In other words, if you don't vote for Joe Biden, you're going to end up dead. Now, obviously, that's not factual. That's not true. It's not going to happen because of that. But he's saying that if you don't vote Democrat, that you're going to end up dead. Now, what LeBron James, I'm sure, understands is that the Democrats control the cities in which a lot of these racial uh, or, or, or these, uh, the, the, these actions of police against African-Americans have taken place. Uh, all the major cities in which we've seen these uh, racial unrest are taking place in Democrat-controlled cities. Minneapolis, uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin, 
and and so forth and so on. So how does it help to vote Democrat? Uh, is that going to solve the problem? In fact, Black Lives Matter has raised one billion. Think about that. One billion dollars since the killing of George Floyd. A billion dollars. Uh Yet, to my knowledge, I haven't seen any uh, effort or any of the money put towards providing better schools in minority communities, helping out minorities uh, in, in other ways. What I've seen the money go towards is electing Democrats. And that's what LeBron James is basically saying here. Vote Democrat or die, basically. Um, this is virtue sig signaling, folks. I mean, this is not going to bring about any kind of real change because Democrats already control these cities as it is. And so if you vote Democrat uh, or not, or if you vote Democrat, it's not going to help. So the other thing is we rush to judgment real quickly once the, uh, the, the information came out in the video of Jacob Blake. And, you know, we all watched this take place. This, what is it, about 15 seconds or less? where uh, Jacob Blake is shot seven times as he tries to get in his automobile and he's shot in the black back. But, you know, we, we make Jacob Blake out to be, you know, some choir boy that was just minding his own business, uh, going about his day as a, as a good, productive citizen, and he got shot seven times by this officer. Well, that's not true. That's not true. <laughs> uh, the, the police that, that shot Jacob Blake arrest were, were trying to arrest him for violating a restraining order stemming from an alleged sexual assault. Now, you can disagree with what happened, and I do. I don't understand why Jacob Blake needed to be shot at all, let alone seven times. But he wasn't just some innocent person that uh, they just happened up upon and they shot him because he's black. Yet. We see uh, athletes and celebrities and others uh, using Jacob Blake as kind of an example of the type of problem that we have in America when it relates to racial injustice and the dealings with police. Uh, there's nothing or little said about this man's lifestyle and the, and, you know, the, the fact that he was in trouble with law enforcement. And so... Even though LeBron James is, you know, and we, they, they suspended the NBA and NFL and, and Major League Baseball because of the shooting of Jacob Blake, uh, nothing said about this man's past. The other thing about LeBron James that I think is just glaringly hypocritical, and that is this individual, LeBron James, benefits uh, with his relationship with Nike uh, in China. And I don't know, months ago, earlier this year, I think it was, uh, this all kind of came to light when the coach at the Houston Rockets came out and, and said that uh, the, the, the communist Chinese uh, need to be called out for their dealings with the freedom fighters in Hong Kong. And he got roundly ridiculed uh, and persecuted for that position. Uh, and LeBron James was one of them. Uh, con, you know, condemning the the, the, the the statements of the coach in support of the freedom fighters in Hong Kong. Yet LeBron James profits 
with his relationship with the communist Chinese with millions of dollars because of his relationship with Nike. And, you know, China in the in the, in the country of China right now, you see all kinds of problems with persecution. Uh, they have basically set up concentration camps for religious dissidents, for those who want to express their religious freedom, Muslims and Christians. And they have sweatshops. And if you would, Mr. Producer, put up that next meme. This was floating around on the Internet. This is something I think is very appropriate. It has a picture at the top and it says this woman, this woman gets paid 20 cents, should be 20 cents, an hour in a Chinese sweatshop uh, so that these two men, that is LeBron James and Colin Kaepernick, can profit uh, for their relationship with Nike and the communist Chinese. So LeBron James is a hypocrite. He is. I mean, he, he lives in a gated community. He, he profits millions of dollars every year because of relationship with Nike and communist China. Yet he wants to be a social justice warrior and he's virtue signaling. That is signaling his virtue, even though he's a hypocrite, trying to look good. Uh, I don't I don't suspect that this is done for financial reasons because he's not going to profit by this. In fact, he's going to lose supporters. And the NBA, by the way, is down 40 percent as far as its viewership uh, this playoff season over last year. I mean, they are hurting badly because of the political positions they're taking. So they are paying a price for it. But this is the epitome of virtue signaling. Uh, and it's really faux outrage, isn't it? I mean, if, if LeBron James really cared, he'd stop what he's doing and become a full-time activist uh, and, and just use his profits to support uh, bringing about racial equality in America in the real way. The other thing is that where is the outrage when, it re when it, in regards to the treatment of police and just even bystanders? Mr. Producer, if you would have put up this video and play it, this is a video of a law enforcement officer simply trying to get into his automobile during a protest at Black Lives Matter. By the way, Black Lives Matter, I just refer to them now as Biden supporters. That's who they are. Uh, you know, Antifa, Black Lives Matter, Biden supporters, lump them all together. You really can't tell the difference between the so-called peaceful ones and the rioters. They're all the one and the same, really. They kind of run together. It uh, doesn't mean that there aren't any peaceful people amongst that group, but they're all kind of lumped all together nowadays. Uh, this is a group of Black Lives Matter uh, protesters at a Minneapolis protest who apparently throw a, the top of a, a, of a uh, trash can and hit this law enforcement officer in the head. Go ahead and play that, that clip. Part about all this is not just the fact that this uh, law enforcement officer was just going about his business, really just to try to protect everybody's rights to free speech. That's what he was doing. The worst part about it is when he got hit in the head is everybody started cheering. Uh, I mean, I, I don't recognize my country anymore, I, frankly. When I see uh, videos like this, it, it outrages me that we would even uh, that there would be people that would cheer this on. It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, what about innocent bystanders? Uh, just recently in cities like 
Rochester and Pittsburgh and Detroit and other places, Washington, D.C., there have been attacks on innocent people. Check this one out. Uh, this is just a Black Lives Matter or a, a Biden supporter coming up behind a just a bystander. Uh, it looks like a middle-aged or senior citizen, a white guy, walking down the street and hitting him behind his back with a brick. Go ahead and play this clip. I mean, again, I don't know what happened to that man. I mean, is he dead? We don't know. Uh, Again, the worst part about it is we have people cheering, laughing about it. Like, it's funny. And yet we have celebrities and sports uh, and athletes, NFL, Major League Baseball, NBA, putting the the name of Jacob Blake on their helmets, uh, suspending, um, you know, games and so forth and support of Black Lives Matter. But that is Black Lives Matter right there. That is black. That is who these people are. You might say, well, they're, they, that guy's an outlier. I don't think so anymore. The protests continue. It's not about racial injustice anymore, folks. This is really about the overflow, overthrow of America. This is terrorism, plain and simple. Uh, this isn't. If this were about racial injustice, we'd be seeing uh, proposals put forward to deal with that problem in our inner cities. Uh, but we don't see that. We just see this as a political, a way of gaining political power and removing Donald Trump from office. Uh, now, if this isn't bad enough, we have attacks on police, attacks on innocent bystanders just walking down the street. Now they're attacking people at uh, restaurants, just simply having dinner together. This is a, a video. Uh, this took place last week, I think, in Rochester, New York. This is a BLM protesters, mostly peaceful, though, right? Mostly peaceful. Uh, Biden supporters uh, terrorizing people during uh, their dinner at a local restaurant. Go ahead and play that clip. Look at the faces of the people. I mean, they're like, what the heck's going on here? They're trying to get out fleeing for their lives. I don't even know what to do. I don't know what I do. Nobody's going to touch you. We're shutting your party down. Calm down. What do these people have to do? This is just a mob. That's all it is. All right, you can you can can end that clip. So, folks, we need to understand that Black Lives Matter is not some uh, organization that's fighting for racial in, uh, in, uh, equality. They are a terrorist, a domestic terrorist organization. Um, this wouldn't be persisting for as long as it has if it weren't for that reason. This is about the overthrow of the American system, which they consider entirely oppressive and systematic racism from the start. Um, I'm for, obviously, Black Lives Matter. I think everyone is. And we want to see the wrongs righted. We want to make the adjustments and the things necessary we need to 
in America to deal with this problem. But this isn't helping. This isn't helping. In fact, this is just making people angry. Uh, and people are getting fed up with it, unfortunately. And they're starting to react also in a, in a, a non-productive way. So continuing on this theme of virtue signaling, we have Drew Brees, which Drew Brees originally came out in support of the anthem. He said he wasn't going to kneel, if you recall. And then he got roundly criticized on social media and elsewhere for his position on the American flag and the anthem. And within days, he retracted that position. And now uh, Drew Brees has joined the mob unfortunately, and joined the group of virtue signalers by putting the name of Jacob Blake on his helmet. I wonder if Drew Breeze even knows anything about the backstory of Jacob Blake. I, I happen to doubt it, actually. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it matters to many of these people anymore. But he caved to the mob, and now he's part of it, uh, signaling his virtue, his righteousness. But what does what does putting the name of Jacob Blake really do to solve the problem of racial inequality and racial injustice and police brutality in our major cities? Not a whole lot. So all that's to say, that's virtue signaling. The question before us, is it biblical? Uh, is it Christian? Is signaling your virtue in order to come across as a good person or uh, make yourself look good to others as a righteous person, is that biblical or not? And so what I wanted to do is take you to a couple of passages of Scripture. The first is found in Matthew chapter 6, verses 1 through 4. That's Matthew chapter 6, verses 1 through 4. And Jesus uh, is talking about uh, hypocrites, basically. And he says this, Beware of practicing your righteousness before men to be noticed by them. So he's, he's putting a warning out there. And he says, when you're practicing your righteousness, which is you're, you're doing a good thing, basically, right? You're out doing something, helping others. In this case, it's taking care and feeding the poor. Be careful. Be aware. Beware of practicing your righteousness before men to be noticed by them. And basically he's saying, if you're going to practice righteousness, which as Christians, we should be doing that, right? I mean, we should be doing things that are right and just and good and serving people. But if you're doing it to be noticed by them, then you're off base. You're off base. It says, so beware of practicing righteousness before men to be noticed by them. Otherwise, you have no reward with your Father who is in heaven. Basically, you lose your reward. If you're looking for people's approval, if you're looking for people to, to, to think of you as a good person, uh, and you're not doing it because you're motivated by the love of God and to serve him, then you will have no reward uh, with your Father who is in heaven. Then he goes on to say, so when you give to the poor, which he assumes that we do, we should be doing that, do not sound a trumpet. In other words, don't make everybody be aware of it, in other words. And I guess there used to be, I mean, the story is, is that that's what they used to do. They would give alms to the poor and they'd blow a trumpet and everybody would say, oh, what, what, great, what a great person you are. Uh, do not sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues 
and in the streets. So the hypocrites, you, that's what they do. They give money to be seen. They give uh, their alms to be seen by others as being righteousness, righteous. And he goes on to say, so that you may be honored by men. Truly, I say to you, they have the reward in full. And so what he's saying there is if you're out to impress other people to make yourself look good and righteous and virtuous, if you signal your virtue in this way uh, in order to get people to like you or to think of you as a good person, that'll happen. You'll get it. Your reward will be given to you in full. You will have what you wish. Uh, LeBron James and, and Drew Brees and, and all these people, you know, who are signaling virtue as it relates to Black Lives Matter and some of the things they will have. They're having their reward in full. I mean, they're getting on their platforms and they're getting all kinds of media attention and people are gushing over them about how great they are and what they're doing to assist in this uh, in the problem that we face in America with racial in inequality. They are getting their reward. And, and, and Jesus is saying, if that's what you want, that's what you'll get. But he says this, but when you give to the poor, do not know, do not uh, let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. So in other words, you give with your right hand, right? You're giving. Your left hand shouldn't know what your right hand just did. In other words, uh, it, it shouldn't be, oh, I'm doing this so I can get this. Basically, that's what he's saying. You give because you love the Lord. You give because you care about other people. Uh, so that your giving will be in secret and your father who sees uh, uh, what is done in secret will reward you. Our practicing of righteousness should be done in secret. Uh, it doesn't mean that it, in other words, it doesn't mean you're just like nobody sees you doing it because when you serve other people, you're around other people, people will see you doing it. Uh, he's not saying that. He's saying you're not about, you know, tooting your own horn, if you will, or, or telling people how great you are because of what you've done. We're not looking for the praise of men. Unfortunately, in the 21st century with social media, it's so easy to get on and make statements and so forth. And really not do anything about things. I mean, just doing it uh, because it makes you look good. Now, what I'd like to do is move to Proverbs 27, verse 2. If you would, Mr. Producer, go ahead and put that uh, verse up of Scripture. This is another great verse. Um, it's a short one, but it gets to the point. And it says this. Let another praise you and not your own mouth, a stranger and not your own lips. So as Christians, we shouldn't be virtue signaling when we're practicing righteousness. We should be doing that quietly, secretly, because the Lord will reward us. Uh, we shouldn't be looking for the reward of men. God will reward us in the time and place that he chooses to, which ultimately will be uh, in heaven, right? when we get our rewards. Uh, and we shouldn't uh, be praising ourselves with our own lips. If someone else does it, so be it. Humbly accept their praise and thank them for it and move on. But the bottom line is we are here to bring praise and glory to God, not ourselves. 
So any of the righteousness that we might be practicing by saying or doing certain things or speaking out against injustice or for uh, righteousness and justice should be done with the motivation that we are here to praise God only and to serve him. That's why we do what we do. We should think, uh, we should should care about what people think of us. I mean, that's important. The Bible speaks about that. Our rep- reputations do matter, but that comes with uh, following the Lord. In other words, we want to live lives that are holy, that are set apart, that are not tainted by the world. We want to do all those things uh, because we love God and we want to keep his commandments. But we don't do it to get the praise of other men. And so we need to be careful as Christians. And I, I speak you know, just for myself in that uh, the things that we do here are created equal. We have to be very careful and cautious that we don't virtue signal, that we're not just doing things that are symbolic and not substantive. Uh, we don't want symbolism over substance. Um, sometimes it's okay to be symbolic, to make a symbolic point if it's not to bring praise or attention to yourself because of that position you're taking. Um, sometimes it's it's okay to draw something out symbolically, but we want to be substantive. We want to do things that matter, that actually get to the heart of the problem. We tried to do that our, 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 here at Created Equal as best we can uh, by spending our time doing projects that actually get to the heart of the problem uh, of abortion. And so we, we attempt not to virtue signal. I'm sure we've probably done that here or there. And nobody's perfect. In fact, we can count on ourselves to, uh, to get it wrong here and there. But Jesus said, basically, your, your reward is in heaven and we shouldn't look to others for praise. Now, one more la- uh, verse here and then we'll wrap it up for today. And that is in Matthew 23, uh, verses 10 and uh, through 12. Matthew 23, verses 10 through 12. And here Jesus is talking about the Pharisees. He's exposing them. And in verse 10, he says, And do not be called leaders. Do not be called leaders. For one is your leader. He's talking about God there. And that is Christ. That is the leader, right? I mean, he is our leader. But the greatest among you shall be your servant. And whoever exalts himself shall be humbled. And whoever humbles himself shall be exalted. This is what we call a divine paradox. One of the reasons I came to Christ is that as I read through the Bible and I heard teachings, is this idea that this paradox the way the world would present something versus the way that God presents something in his word. And it was almost very often, it was opposite. In other words, the world would present it a certain way and in his word, he would present it a different way. And they were like on polar opposites. And I had, I thought to myself, well, it doesn't look like the world's got it right here. Look at the mess we're in. Maybe I ought to pay attention to the way that God sees things. And this is one of those verses that had a huge impact on me, uh, that if you're going to be a servant, you need to humble yourself. And if you humble yourself, God will exalt you in due time, in due season. 
But if you want to exalt yourself, then God will humble you. Uh, and that is basically at the heart of this whole problem of virtue signaling, is that you're going to get your reward in full. You'll get, you know, acclaim and, and uh, you know, everybody will pat you on the back and tell you what you're doing is a great thing. Uh, but it really doesn't have a whole lot to do with solving the issue. Because if it did, you'd just go about doing it quietly. And we are called as Christians to do that. So to wrap it up, basically, as Christians, we can't virtue signal. Uh, we can't signal our virtue in order to be seen as a good person or righteous. The Bible speaks about that in the verses that I shared with you today, that we should be rather serving humbly because we love the Lord and he's our example. If there is ever an example of uh, humble servanthood, it would be Jesus Christ himself, right? Who did not seek equality with God, but rather uh, set, laid down his uh, divine attributes while he was walking the earth in order to fulfill the, the purposes of God to be uh, our savior. So we wanna serve humbly because our reward is not here on earth, it's in heaven. And we want to honor and serve the king of kings, not ourselves. And then we need to keep the main thing, the main thing. And that is that we're here to serve Jesus Christ, do it in a way that, that honors and brings glory to him, not ourselves. Uh, and that we should not be using the arm of the flesh, which is all this is. It's virtue signaling is the arm of the flesh to try to bring out some kind of purpose. Maybe it's to bring attention to yourself or to somehow impact it in one, some minor way. But we don't want to use the arm of the flesh to bring about the kingdom of God. And so uh, there's a great temptation out there, especially in these times where there's a lot going on with, uh, you know, COVID, mask wearing, you know, all of the things that we're being asked to do uh, when it comes to the racial issues and Black Lives Matter. There's a temptation among Christians to virtue signal to say and, and do things that draw attention to ourselves, but don't really get to the heart of the matter, don't address the issue uh, directly, which is really what we're looking for. If we wanna solve problems and we wanna get to the heart of the matter, then Christians should serve humbly uh, and not try to exalt themselves in the eyes of men. So that's what I have for you today. Hopefully that was helpful. And um, we're hoping to do this a little more often maybe uh, at least every week on Tuesday at 11 a.m. If you're interested in talking or sharing, go to our Facebook pages, my personal page and my public figure page and comment. We hope to uh, share some of those here on the air as well as we go about the program on uh, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. A little different format, a little open, more interactive, hopefully, dealing with a, maybe a broader issue or maybe not just uh, abortion directly. That's what we're hoping to do here on the program on Tuesdays. So tune in next uh, in the next two days here on Thursday at 11 a.m. We'll be coming to you live once again with the Mark Harrington Show. Until then, God bless you. God bless America. And remember, America, to bless God. You've been listening to Mark Harrington, your radio activist. For more information on how to become a witness against the evil, evil. plague in America, Call Created Equal at 614-269-7808. That's 614-269-7808. Or go online to createdequal.net. Created
marketingwithequal.net. Be sure to tune to The Mark Harrington Show next time for your marching orders in the culture war.